Hey, hey! Welcome to Bonus Barrel. Are we leffing someone out? Oh god. Oh god. Left's not here. Yeah. Guys, uh, I, I have some things to say. And maybe Shelby will be allowed to say things too. <laughs> so, first off, uh, the new Castlevania Netflix uh, American anime series debuted. Mm-hmm. Right? I watched Is, first did episode. Did the whole thing come out? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I watched cool. episode one, or so, I think there's five episodes, they're about 25 minutes each. Uh, first episode was amazing. Uh, if you are okay with cartoon violence, then you, you can watch it. But if you don't want to see things torn apart, I don't recommend it. Uh, but, so it's great. I can't wait. I have no, I'm not a big, I'm not super familiar with Castlevania. I only played number one, right? So mm-hmm. I have no, I think this is maybe has influences from Symphony of the Night. I don't know anything else about it. Uh, makes you want to play it. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know what to expect. Just right now, I'm loving it. I like the uh, the, the characters I've seen so far. Also, Cobb shows up. There's a character <laughs> named Cobb, K-O-B, and he's hanging out with this dude who kind of looks like P1 with a little more hair. And so <laughs> I was pretty excited when I saw Cobb. I mean, Cobb does things with his life, I guess, you know, outside of being what seems to be a bad person. He just, he's, you know, lending his likeness and voices to uh, cool shows based off video games. Maybe he, does, maybe he likes some good games after all. Maybe he thought, Castlevania was just another Call of Duty. Call of Duty Castlevania, where he goes into a European country, into castles and fights Nazis. Okay. Don't know. Don't know. Uh, all right, so that's the first thing. I recommend people watch it. If you've seen it, let me know what you think. I got a CC counter tweet edition. It's a mini, mini, a mini CC counter. Oh. Um, there's this article from a dev. I don't remember his name. And I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> he said something about not liking the Switch. Uh, my, but Sundary J pointed at a tweet from my pal P1, and this is just this is cherry picked. This is uh, what is it? Um, what do you say? What is this? Quote mind from his <laughs> his conversation on Twitter. He says he sounds like a salty man who didn't get an invite to the first wave of Switch any titles. Glad I'm not giving his money. Never will. You weren't gonna give him any money at all, P1. You had no intention of buying this guy's game. You didn't care about him before. <laughs> and this this outrage that you have, justified or not, you, you weren't going to buy anything. I, I'm calling you out. I'm on to you. You're outraged. <laughs> you're outraged and you're, you're using false, like, I don't say threats. You just weren't going to do it. This changes nothing. <laughs> uh, you can check out the conversation online. Uh, other points that made are completely valid. I'm just saying I am positive you were not going to buy that from anything from that guy anyway. Don't I don't believe you. And you can prove it by purchasing stuff in the past. If you, <laughs> so if you purchase it now in the future, then then you know you're just proving yourself wrong. So you have to sh- you ha- right, show me a receipt of a game you've purchased from this guy before, and then I will give you an official BB apology. Uh, and this and I and I my voice represents the whole BB crew, so we're all aligned on this. All of us. I'm speaking for everybody here. Oh my God! Up next. Guys, I'm I, I'm I'm too excited. Um, yeah, I think you I seem found, very like you're off to a really really good start here. So I may have found a new game. I found a new game that's definitely in my top 100, and maybe even a lot higher. And it's Yakuza Zero for the PS4. <laughs> and I made notes last night before bed about why I love it so much, and I'm going to share it with you all here. So, might this be one of the best games ever? Question mark. I don't know. I've only been playing for like four or five hours. But here's my initial impressions. You can play Space Harrier in it. That's already a win because I love Space Harrier. You can find the Sega Arcade. You go in there. You can play Outrun, I think. And Space Harrier. And it's great. It's the full game. I love it. Uh, and you can get an Opa Opa toy in the Crane game. Opa <laughs> Opa is from Fantasy Zone. And I, I'm a fan. Uh, and the game is fun. The combat is initially simple, but you unlock more styles, and you can level up each style for new moves. I like it. 
and the game is over the top. Crazy shit like auras and punching people into urinals and crazy attacks and other weird stuff and dramatic zoom-ins. Oh, it's great. It's funny. I don't know how to explain it. It just is. Megan was watching me play, and we both laughed a lot. I have oh, a question. Yes, please. Um, means. is it uh an English dub? No. Okay. Japanese cool. uh, So they didn't they didn't dub it at all. No. It's good. That's good. It I'm is glad. good. It should not be dubbed. It's very Japanese. Yeah. There's a <laughs> fuck ton of mini games, and this is a surprising part because I don't like mini games that much. I like a lot of them because they feel like games that I would play by themselves. So the karaoke is a blast. You, it's just a fun rhythm game. You uh, basically buttons are on the screen and you pick them in the right time and you tap and hold. It's like a little rhythm game. I would have played a game just like that. And it's really goofy and he can't sing very well. And there's <laughs> parts in it where he's like he's like he's just merged into a music video for no reason. Oh, it's so amazing. And I think it's all like 80s and 70s Japanese songs because it takes place in the 80s. Um, yeah, what else? Okay, there is uh, darts and pool. I don't really care about those. Bowling was fun. I'm better at this bowling than in real life. Um, there's a batting cage and others. Oh, there's a, <laughs> there's this like mini game where you basically collect pieces of model cars and build your own model car and then race them. <laughs> and this is all like completely optional. Uh, and the story so far, someone in chapter two, is awesome. It's serious, but with a bunch of goofiness and some fun characters so far. And I'm really looking forward to more of it. And oh yeah, it has a generous amount of cutscenes that don't seem to last too long, or overstay their welcome. But that uh, you know your mileage may vary. Uh, and there's also a lot to do. The place is huge, but so far not so big that it's overwhelming, like a lot of overworld games. But there's dozens, there's like dozens of side stories. And I want to tell you guys about one, the first one I saw last night that was making me and Megan laugh a lot. Uh, so I was just running around the city, and there's this lineup of these people in front of a of a I don't know what kind of store it was, but it sold video games. And they're like, we're waiting for this game. I think they called it uh, Arak Q3 or something like that. It doesn't matter that I don't remember the name because the main character does not either and keeps saying it wrong. So this little kid's at the end of the line. He's like, I want the game. And I went inside and I bought stuff and I came out and he was crying. And I'm like, what's, what are you crying about? Kids, kid, don't cry. Uh, this will be how I interpret it, not what the character actually said. And the kid's like, oh, the guy stole my game. Actually, that's wrong. I actually saw the high school guy robbing the child of his game and then i came oh over and like what's up and then he's like you stole my game my q 3 and he's like okay <laughs> i'll i'll go get it back for you stop crying be strong I'm, I'm gonna get it so the kid stops crying he's like i believe you yes you can do it so he runs after the high school kid the high school kid's like fuck you and he's like this super nerd and he's mm -hmm. talking about in-game stuff like like he's like this is my quest and i can't wait to go home and play it and then you beat the shit out of him <laughs> And then you find out that actually he just lost the game. He was robbed by someone else. Oh, and, shit. And then, and then he's like, he's probably not even a fan. And he's like, and they're all whining. He's like, stop whining. You stole it from someone else. It's not even yours to begin with. And so you go to the next guy and you see someone running away from the next guy. The next guy is just standing there and he's like all sad. And he's like, give me the game. And each time you talk to me, he's like, no, fuck you. They like, don't even, they're just like, no. And then you see you beat the shit out of the next guy. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, I don't have the game. It was just stolen from me by someone else. So then you run down the street and you find the next guy. And he's there, and he has a gun, and he's like, oh, shit. And he's like, get out of here, I'm keeping this game. And then you beat the shit out of him, and then he's like, this, like, this soppy, sappy music starts playing, he's like, I'm sorry, I just got this for my son, I'm, I'm separated from his mother, and, and oh, I, I wanted to be cool in his eyes, and he really wanted this game, and, and then the main character's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, you can't do that, I, I'm sorry that you, uh, you know, this is a sad story, I feel for you, but you can't just steal from another kid, and this guy's like, oh, I didn't know it was coming from a kid, I thought it was just coming from a low-life punk, and uh, then the kid runs up, and it winds up being his son. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> and this stupid, sappy song is playing in the background as they bond and walk away together. Oh, it was <laughs> amazing. And there's all kinds of stories like that. Uh, there's another character that Megan loves, it was this woman, and she's this fucking foul-mouthed mean woman who's beating the shit out of this guy to take money because he's a she's like a loan shark <laughs> she's she's and she's just whip just kicking his ass it was great man i love this game it, <laughs> it's gonna be in my top 20 probably and that's uh yeah that's that's uh i love it nice. it's great can't wait to play more so much to do i bought a mountain dew <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh anything new with you um well, I was at the convention. I'm not going to talk oh, a whole lot yeah. about it because sure. we're going to save that probably for the next the next topic. But um, yeah, so I was at Anna Maritime this past weekend. 
Um, I'm selling in the artist alley and stuff, and it was really fun. Um, but they made a lot of, like, there was a lot of hijinks this year, just how, like, how it was run and stuff. So, um, anyway. But other than that, uh, I had a lot of, uh, Cartridge Club, uh, business cards that I gave away. So I have a bit more, just a little bit more than half the box left. Um, so yeah, so hopefully there's, there are going to be a lot, a lot more people listening. If not, well, then they have a nice business card to look at, I guess. They look Um, pretty nice from the photo that. Yeah, man, they were cool. Um, um, who yeah. are these people? The Cartridge Club? I'm pretty sure we do. I'm pretty sure you mentioned them like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, but anger. It's um, anger. Oh, okay. Here's <laughs> another thing too. Yeah. Um, so how I, you remember how I told you guys, well, Rob, you already know about this cause I already talked to you about it, but how I was going to be like, oh yeah, it's going to be great. Like I'm going to give away business cards. I'm going to talk to people yeah. about the games that they like, and hopefully Fire. I'll have some audio and We're stuff. We're going to have some great stuff to just share with us, right? Here, play the audio. Yeah. Cue the audio. Thank no. you. Play the no, audio. There's, here's the thing, though. Here's the twist is yeah. that there's no audio. What? And <laughs> Record scratch. The reason reason being is because, like, I talked to, like, five different people and every single one of them were like, uh, no thanks. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I want to talk to you about games and things and nobody wanted to. But here's the, here's the other thing is that when the CBC people showed up yeah. with their cameras, yeah. everyone was like, oh, damn, I got to be on TV. So oh, lesson yeah. learned. Nobody cares about podcasts, uh, but they do care about being on TV. See, which is funny because I would I would rather be on the podcast. You can't see me. I uh, know that's why that's why I thought like <laughs> anyway, like everyone was super polite about like declining and stuff. Yeah. But it was uh, it was kind of you know. Did you go up uh, to them and say "sumimasen" first before you asked them? Oh, if you no. done that, maybe they would have been. More... Maybe I should have <laughs> talked uh, weebier. Maybe yeah, yeah. I should have approached that differently. Like, Shelby, Dance. for next time. That's oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe next no. time you do that, or I'll come with hey, you in a thirty. Your costume is so kawaii. Yeah. God. I have. A, you want to help with a Segoy interview? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been amazing. Oh, I would have. But uh, there were some really awesome uh, cosplays. I showed um, you the Master Roshi and Bulma. Yeah. That they did a really good job. They did. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, and there are a few uh, really good Dark Souls cosplayers this year. Oh, cool. You sent us the bag. Yeah. Hey, Seiji, what's new in your life? Uh, again, I was uh, listening to CC Weekly. Oh, great. Among other podcasts, and I think it has become uh, <laughs> one of these podcast traditions to go to... Oh, no counter some of their stuff oh, great so um there wasn't a lot of, a lot to counter i really had two counters in one episode that, that was a twitter counter so in our last episode because this counter comes mm. sort of from a comment they did on our podcast uh last episode Boy. and it was because we mentioned and, and agreed rob and i and for once <laughs> for that, <laughs> that p1 would like oh yeah undertale Remember that? Yeah, because I remember seeing okay. the Twitter conversation on this. Before going into P1's comments, I, I want to ask Shelby because Shelby, you haven't played this game, right? No, I have not. But you have seen it. Yeah, you know I've seen what it. it looks like. Yeah. So, what do you think about it? What do you make it, of it? I think it looks cute. Yes, that is a correct response. Yeah, it looks adorable. It looks like I don't know. Like I, I think I'd enjoy it if I played it, but it probably would. It looks it's a great. Game. Yeah. It has heart, soul, and emotion. Good. I like. 18 and 16-bit graphics. I like the graphics from pretty much every every era for different nostalgic reasons, but I think it looks fine. Like, there's a difference between bland and soulless, where it technically looks fine, but it has no heart. But, mm-hmm. you know, Undertale clearly has heart and, and soul, for lack of a better term. <laughs> I just went and looked at some, like, little, like, I guess, screenshots of the game again, and it looks, it looks the same as I remember it being. Yeah. It looks cute. It's pixel art. It's adorable. Uh, yeah, so P1 mentioned that he thinks he would hate this game um, because he's so annoyed by its visual style and it remembers him of a different game, which is Earthbound, which he also hates. Yeah. Now, Rob, you are more knowledgeable regarding yeah, RPGs, so you might find more similarities, but to me, the look and feel of of Undertale is is very distinct, it's very different. Like, Do you think there's a lot of similarities between yes. Earthbound and Undertale? I, do think the, I think the art styles are very are similar, and I think that he probably pulled inspiration from uh, Earthbound, personally. I definitely look at Undertale, and, and having played a, a, a lot of RPGs, my first comparison on visuals would be, oh yeah, it looks like Earthbound. 
you see, if I see them side by side and I kind of look them at a glance, they might look similar. Some of some of the shapes and colors. Um, now, because I play Undertale so much and I'm so familiar with it, to me, Undertale has a very distinct Western style. You know, very meme culture. The way certain things are handled, it's something that you wouldn't see at all in a Japanese game. Well, I have to jump in there, Seiji, because in Earthbound, that's kind of the thing that they did that made them stand out from other RPGs, is they had these weird uh, enemy encounters where you would run into, and these are more like Japanese memes and, and references more than, than what we, or Western, obviously, but you would run into, like, unruly neighbors or, I don't know, uh, angry businessmen and or... Like just stuff like that are the enemy encounters you would have, which was very. It was actually, it was actually funny because it's more like a Japanese lens of how they see American pop culture in the fifties, that they that they made a, a game off of because it's not really representative of either, but it definitely has that those sensibilities. Yeah, this is one that we're gonna have to disagree. Fair enough. But again, you're an artist, so you focus on different things, and I have a much more intuitive kind of gut instinct on visual styles. So I do see the, the comparisons at a very superficial level, but once you go into details, it seems like character design, the, the themes are touched. It, it seems so Western, like, it, so starting from there, I think there is, if not a super clear differentiation, there is some. I still think it is a game for him uh, because the reasons they, they cited are, are, are too shallow, but you still think P1 would like it. How could you like, and we know he did, Hamas was alone. That looks like no, ass. no, no. And no, he didn't play that. No, I thought he did. Didn't he say he played it and wanted to play it, or or liked it, or something? I thought he played it. No, he said something very similar. Like he yeah. wouldn't ever play it because of its visual style. Okay, well then I have to take that part back. Was it P one? Did P two play Thomas was alone? Uh, someone did. I don't know. Okay, well, I mean, I, I don't know. Is is he is P one a shallow man who cannot appreciate anything unless it looks good? That's the real question here. I mean, I would. I thought, you know, after our episode of, uh, together of, of Brothers, that he was a man of heart and that he appreciated a good story, and that he liked getting attached to characters and feeling. That's what I thought, because Brothers was a great game too, and and I, I you know, this game has a lot of emotion and stuff as well. So I figured, surely the man is not going to be held back by a petty thing such as the graphics aren't hip enough. Maybe he should go play his his uh, Call of Duty Eight game with this the latest realistic graphics instead. <laughs> I don't know, man. If he if he doesn't like if he can't get past, if he won't if he won't get past the art style, uh, then he's not going to enjoy the game. But if he could, you know, learn to love uh, for people who they are and games for who they are inside, then maybe he would love the game. I don't know, man. I don't know because I I wasn't fond of the of the visual style I, when I when I saw it for the first time. I was like, this looks kind of ugly. Like the the especially the main character is kind of ugly. <laughs> now, no, but no, no, no. Now I think after playing the game for hours, I like it. I I think it's super distinct. The same thing with Minecraft. I sort of like did, couldn't get it, but now oh, I yeah, do, see? and I and I love it. Like I love Minecraft. I play without skins. I think okay, it's yeah, it's part of the experience. What? Well, because I like I like uniqueness over prettiness, right? Because prettiness it's something so standard, right? There's a, there's this bunch of rules of trends and stuff like that. So if it fits, it's pretty. If it's not, then it's not pretty. Well, no, I don't think like that. I think if it's unique, then it's embedded to the experience. I like it, right? So whatever. But well, it, it just um, shit. Minecraft. You made a great point. Uh, one of the reasons why I was uh, uninterested in Minecraft was uh, besides its overhype is the uh, ugliness of it. But once I played for like an hour, I just had fun, so it didn't bother. You guys think Minecraft is ugly? I think it's ugly. It looks like okay. Like, like, and you and you said that Thomas was alone was ugly I too, and ugly, I don't find yeah. it ugly, but it's just n kind of a non-existent if I had looked at the art game, style. Well, I did look at just the game. Remember, I we just mm -hmm. said in the episode, this looks mm -hmm. like I'm not going to like this game, and then I wound up being a really great game. So, and that's because at a glance, to me, it looked bad because I don't I don't want to play with a bunch of fucking squares and shapes. But then because, which is what I want to say earlier, was the, it's the whole package. It's not just the graphics, not just the narration, it's not mm -hmm. just the music. Uh, in the case of Thomas Was Alone, it's all of it together. It makes an amazing and unique experience. And, you know, Earthbound, because of its branching paths, has, it has, and the way they're, they're, the combat mechanics are, I think it's very unique as well. Uh, 
and and all together the package is great. And let's be real, this guy it was done by like one one and a half dudes. I say one and a half because I don't think he did every single thing. He had some art help, right? Didn't he? Other people do some of the character designs or something. Anyways, done mostly by one dude. The music's great. The story's great. There's so many options. You have multiple endings. The combat is a lot of fun and is varied the entire way through. Doesn't overstay its welcome. It's like five or six hours. It's an awesome game. And uh, yeah, if you don't like those graphics. I'd still recommend trying it because if once you get past those, once you learn how to love, uh, you'll like the game. You have to go at the game with determination. Yeah, so final thoughts on this. I will give P1 and P2 that Undertale's graphics are not its main hook. Like you wouldn't play this game because it looks pretty. Right. I'll, I'll give them that, the same as Minecraft. But that being said, and if you can kind of overlook it at first, and if you, what I'm saying is that give us a chance, give Bonus Battle a chance, BB. because I think we have some form of credibility. <laughs> BB, and Bonus Barrel chance. And trust us when we say, <laughs> and it, it, is, it is very rare when Rob and I actually agree <laughs> so much, and, right? Uh, because we both liked our, that game a lot. We put it on our top 100 list, and that's a lot, right? Because we played a lot of games. Huh? Can we agree that we're good friends? Oh, yeah. Sure. That's the most important <laughs> sure. <thing to> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, part of, of what makes us interesting, I think, as a group, and I can say that with a lot of certainty because of the spreadsheet that I've been working on, <laughs> is that I, I was looking at the our, our genre distribution and our time distribution, our favorite years in gaming and stuff like that, and they're all different. They're all over the place. When we see a game, you approach that game very differently from a, from a different state of mind than I do. Yeah. And that, but in the end, you're playing the game, you're playing the game, you're playing the game. And I we reached it. the same conclusion. This game is full of heart. Yep. It has a great story. It has a great narrative. It's unique. Mm -hmm. If you don't come for, for the graphics, you will stay for the story, for the heart, for the uniqueness. It's really and it's a, it's, it's a quirky game, and its graphics need to be quirky. It's worth noting, too, that I went in playing this game with a lot of baggage, and that was the whole... Uh, Undertale won the Game Facts yearly uh, game uh, war where they do a bracketed contest where people vote for their favorite games. And, and there was a huge backlash. People were upset. And, and I've heard, if I don't really do fandoms, but I've heard that the Undertale one can be pretty aggressive sometimes. So I went in thinking, oh shit, this game's overhyped. I'm not going to like this game. I'm going in already having some taint. <laughs> some taint. I'm already going in. Yeah, I'm already going with sloppy taint. And uh, and I loved it anyways, despite that. Despite all the taint, I still enjoyed it. Hot, sweaty taint. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Undertale's great. Don't let my conversation taint your experience. <laughs> because there's no way you taint gonna have a good time. Right? I'm trying to I'm trying to taint everything with a single colored brush so it's very clear. I don't want to hear any uh, complaints from anyone about the game <laughs> right i'm no taint but like saint yeah all right this has been uh, rob and shelby and sadie see you later <laughs> that was a really good p2 impression um i before we go into the topic we have a couple of things in the forum that we should uh talk about real quick you know some people from the bb crew and we're all part of the bb crew we could all do this you know start the thread for the episode when it comes out Sometimes none of us do it, and then a community member creates the thread for us because we're bad people. So Derek created the thread because he, he wanted to comment on it. So I just want to touch on the comments from the community because that's important. And because we're all terrible for fucking responding to shit, we'll do it right here. Um, so Derek said he just wanted to address something that was said that he disagreed with and that he thinks it was a mat just a matter of not having much experience with it or maybe not caring about the subject. Uh, I said, or someone said that pre-ordering digital games, only games, is pointless. I said that, me. I rarely, and he said, I rarely pre-order anything, but I have pre-ordered digital and physical games a few times. And some of the benefits of pre-ordering digital games can be discount, early access, beta access, literal early release. Play four, four days early in the case of WWE 2018. That's some sort of uh, wrestling game. Free DLC, access to another game's beta alpha. Uh, in games, items, gears, weapons, or currency. I don't like that. In the game, badge or title showing early support. Surprise bonus. Uh, and pre-download. No need to wait for the game after release. So those are really good points, and I appreciate those. 
I, I mean, uh, yeah. So th- th- that's all valid. And then a Latino lawyer also comment, and I like this story. Uh, so I'm going to read it. He said, this episode was near and dear to my heart. I love arcade games, and I have great many memories of playing them. My high school actually had a senior lounge attached to its cafeteria that only seniors could go into during lunch hour. Inside of the lounge were Simpsons Arcade and X-Men vs. Street Fighter. And he has many fond memories of that. I would, too. That's awesome. Uh, as for weirder places to play an arcade game, my answer is this tiny village just outside of uh, Cofradia, Honduras. Sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, perfect. Uh, my mom's mom lived in this tiny little village. It was basically a central market surrounded by a rectangle grid of homes. Pretty much none of the homes had a working telephone. So if you wanted to make a phone call, you had to go to this little market, uh, which was really no bigger than a convenience store or gas station. And he remembers going to this place when he visited his grandmother in like 89, 90 and seeing Mike Tyson's Punch-Out Arcade. And the little kids of the village were in awe of a kid having the money to play a game. And he said, in retrospect, not the safest thing to advertise and be fully aware of all the ways to beat the opponents in the game having... Uh, Communally studied. He also played some games at a 7-Eleven, and he had a few other things to say. And I thought that was a really nice story. I wanted to share it with people. It's cute. Yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe we should start doing stuff like BB Answers, just totally like rip it from CC. I would if we had enough people who would actually go yeah. and do it. Unfortunately, we don't have the audience to uh, challenge, to just completely rip off BB, or CC, which I would love to do. This is stick at the P1. <laughs> <laughs> and his wine face. <laughs> Sorry, was, he thinks a, he's such a uh what was it intelligent a, a refined intelligent a refined intelligent so i'm gonna plug a, a podcast that has nothing to do with video games and needs no help it's called the david packman show it's a political show they have a uh a part called hatred mail where people basically write in hate mail and he gets a voice actor to read it and it's hilarious and those are a couple of quotes for it so inside joke that's been explained feel free to investigate if you wish i have nothing more to say until topic are we good <laughs> I think so. Up next topic. Shelby, playing the topic, it's your money. Oh boy, okay, so... <laughs> I just think it's the whole month, like, the kind of... Wait, say the name of the month. And uh, excited. July. No, July. no, not July! The, the theme month, come on! It's your theme! Yeah, you said say the month, culture and I said month. Oh my god, okay, game <laughs> culture, Jesus lord. Okay, uh, yeah, so I guess the overarching like thing was yep. just like game culture and different aspects of game culture. So if you guys did uh, arcade culture last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time it's going to be, uh, I guess, consumers? Um, like if you're casual or if you're like really into buying games or just the different things. Like Rob, you had a list of uh, things that you listed off that we could talk about. Stuff like, you know, as a consumer, how much game content do you feel entitled to when you buy something or you know just just things like that i guess yeah that we're good, gonna be talking about things. today yeah nice good good topic shelby <laughs> <laughs> oh another thing too is that because we're all uh somewhat well i guess sage is more into developing actual games where we're just like the artists and stuff that's not important yeah, shit right yeah um and just kind of how we feel about it because we think uh, see things from a different perspective like maybe for me anyway like five years ago when i didn't have a job working in games mm-hmm. and i was like i like art yeah, that's cool. and i see things from a from a different view there uh, and it's probably more recent for me remembering what it's like to to like games before working in games um and you guys are old so yeah maybe yeah, you don't yeah, remember like, it as clearly but yeah i mean has it affected your gaming experience, Shelby? It has. Do you remember? <laughs> it has. How so? Um, elaborate a little bit. I don't want. I don't want to discourage anybody, but um, <laughs> I used to enjoy mobile games a lot more. Well, it's kind of um, like animators, right? It's the same kind of thing as I've, you're an animator, and I've heard yeah. other animators say that sometimes film movies and films and stuff are ruined for them because yeah. they can see things like tangents and like mm-hmm. other crap that I don't. 
Don't yeah, well, so you when we do the friggin' uh, trash power hour and we <laughs> see things yeah. that were like trash power hour. By the way, for anybody who doesn't know, I don't think we've talked about it yeah, ever. Is when we just no, we just watch really crappy anime. Um, but really anyway, and anime. we really bad anime. <laughs> um, and yeah, like for Jordan and myself, anyway, where you know we went to school for animation. Um, oh, here's a perfect example, actually. Uh, Yuri on Ice, which is a huge, a huge anime uh, this past year. Um, lots of people love it. So good. Uh, it's the animation is not very good, and a lot of people will argue against that. But the thing is, it morphs, and by morphing, it means like, uh, like your characters they don't keep the same volume like for each frame. Like they look bigger or smaller in certain areas. Their faces slide all over their head. I don't know if somebody wasn't doing their job tracking the details. Anyway, just things like that. Like, uh, people who aren't animators would say, oh, yeah, this animation's really great. And then Jordan and I go look at it, and it's like, what the hell are you talking about? This is a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> you know, it might look and flow nice, but when you actually get down to it, like, what makes a good animation like that does not exist in that show, say, for certain certain parts. Shelly, but anyway, what? Would you say that ignorant flip? Yes, I would. I would. That was but... not a setup for a pun. Um, that being said, uh, it also makes us, uh, appreciate when things look really nice and then we know the amount of work that goes into it. Kind of like how knowing about the Magnavox Odyssey will help you appreciate games. Uh, more. yeah, but that's the, no, I don't think so. I don't think knowing about Magnavox, no, just the Magnavox, exactly. Magnavox is a, is a Look, pioneer. I didn't say the whole history of games. I said past a certain point. <laughs> Those, that you point? guys keep forgetting about it because you got Alzheimer's or some shit. Hey. What? I do have that. I know you do, and I'm going to keep making fun of you for it. Wait, wait, wait. You went on a, a little bit of a tangent? <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. Okay. So because <laughs> what you said was super interesting. You were saying before going into the industry, you enjoyed mm-hmm. games. Mobile games mobile specifically, games. I think, took the biggest specifically. hit. Specifically. Correct. Yeah. Um, much more. And then you went to explain that, that thing about animation. But yeah. I, I'm not sure if you, you, you finished your thoughts on what you were supposed to say. Um, I'm definitely not as much into gaming as I was before. It's not that I don't enjoy it as much. It's just that like, uh, God, it's going to destroy, destroy everybody's dreams. But, uh, who listened to this? Um, you get older and you're more like adult and you have responsibilities and it's stupid. I'm sorry. I know. I'm an adult with responsibilities and I play games in my life more now than I have since I was a teenager. I, I well, there's different things that you do with your times and, and different things that I do with my time. Like, well, I don't want to. <laughs> that's not a Whoa, sexist. That's sexist? Thing. No, because you, you piece you... of shit. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Shelby does bake a lot, so I do bake a lot. Yeah. That is true. That's where that came. From. Uh, I also do things now. I have a hobby like building shop? Gundams. That was that. I don't shop. That was intentional. I don't have money to shop. That's a good point. Yeah, Gundams. Yeah, that's for your Gundams. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, doing. I read a lot more than than what I did. So you to, joined um, a gaming podcast and play games less than you did before. Well, it's not since joining, but since I guess probably working in in uh, games and stuff. That's but, very interesting. Yeah, it's like I said. It's not that I don't enjoy the games any less. It's just that I always feel like I'm like pressured for time, and that yeah. I shouldn't be playing games, and I feel guilty when I play games sometimes. I get that sometimes too. Yeah, because it's like I should be doing this. I should clean my house. I should. No, but anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, stop spending all your time partying and getting drunk. Play some more games. I'm drunk twenty four seven. Yeah, we kind of went on a huge tangent. No, well, it's our perspectives, you know. From like, yeah. I suppose. Anyways, anyway, uh, sum up for my I love video games. Uh, shall we have a question? Mm-hmm. Steam returns. What do you think of that? Steam returns. Yeah. Uh, I've personally never returned anything I bought on Steam, so yeah, I'm not entirely like I don't have like. The con- what do you? So I think we talked most about of. This <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Like most of the time, when I do buy stuff on Steam, it's when it's on sale. Mm. So it's like I don't have much of an excuse to return like a four dollar game if it's like four dollars. Like, Steam sale. Shit. It's another great thing yeah. to talk about. In it. Well, okay. Yeah. Forget forget the Steam return for a moment because I know we've talked about it before. Anyways, uh, Steam sales consumer. Mm-hmm. It's great for a consumer. Uh, I wonder how it is for developers. Probably good for them too, I imagine, long term. But like, people will wait to buy almost every game on Steam until it's on sale. I, 
I, I just thought of a good callback, but continue. I'll bring it up right, in a second. Bring, no, I don't want you to lose the callback. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, pretty much everybody I talk to is like, mm-hmm. oh, when the game is on sale on Steam. No one wants to pay full price unless it's like, yeah. it's, that's another big of digital games, man. They don't feel as valuable. You know, you get a wait for the sales to buy them. Do you think that Steam that game developers should just start charging more for their game and and then make recoup the cost when it's on Steam? So they're like, instead of charging this game for 40, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out for 60 and then when they'll go on sale for 20 uh, or 40 and we'll make mm-hmm. what we actually want. That should be a move by Steam. It's all, it's all marketing. Steam, I mean, Steam's other nice, and and I, I, will, nice. I will grab more games. I mean, I don't anymore because I don't just don't play digital much. But my Steam library is close to two hundred games from just crap Holy from sales and, and humble bundles and stuff. Because I'm like, it's a dollar. Why mm-hmm. am I not going to buy it? And then I never play it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but every once in a while. Anyways, you you got a callback? Callback. Okay. So do you remember when we played the Stanley Parable? Yes. Do you, do you remember uh, how we yeah. were talking about much. Uh, how much we wanted, like, you know, we thought it for the game that it was a little overpriced? Yes. So this is ta- this is uh, you know, coming back yeah. to, like, how entitled we feel, like, exactly. with the amount of game content we get for the amount of money that we spend on it. Because, like, how I was mentioning, like, um, in the BB100, how... Uh, Valkyria Chronicles. I spent five dollars on it because I think it was in a in a uh, sale, a humble, a humble bundle sale. Was it that or I th- yeah, it was that. Um, and how it's like a forty hour game. It looks awesome. The, it's a really fun game, and it's the best five dollars I've ever spent on a game in my whole life. Uh, and then I get like the Stanley Parable, but that's also like you know, there's the difference between having a game that's like an indie game and a game that has like a full development team behind it. Um, which consumers probably don't, if you're a more casual consumer, don't think about these things when they buy games. But for us, where we're in, you know, game development, uh, game development that, you know, we know kind of what goes into it, I guess. Um, I, but anyway, I have so. A further callback. Oh. All the way back to, I think, episode 10, it, The Order, 1886. A game that uh, I think me, Marshall, and Lef, who watched the game, talked about it, uh, mm-hmm. and how this content was pretty shallow for the eighty-dollar game. I mean, I liked the game and I liked that it was short, but mm-hmm. I could see why consumers would have been upset because not a lot of collectibles, not a lot of exploration, not a lot of mm-hmm. combat, a whole lot of cutscenes, uh, and a beautiful face. Uh, I, guess, mm-hmm. I guess so. I guess P one would have loved it because it's glorious looking, even though it has no real heart. Um, so <laughs> yeah, the order. Maybe that was a, a good argument Sick for something burn. that's not quite worth the. Uh, maybe that, I guess that's the first time that if I, if I wasn't in a race with myself to play as many games a year as I as I could, uh, I probably mm-hmm. would have felt upset. Like if I was only buying a couple games a year, play, mm-hmm. you know, like a regular human being, uh, I probably would have been upset with the order because I would have spent eighty dollars or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and only got like a few hours of gameplay, and there wasn't a, like. And don't get me wrong, I actually liked the game. I re- I I think I did. I don't know what my old voice said back two years ago, but. <laughs> I'm going to rewrite history and say, I did like the game. I just, you know, hard to justify. Another, I guess, example I can think of is uh, P2. How, you know, how he's selling all his games and stuff. And now, even now, he says that he doesn't buy them as often. Uh, and I think it was in an episode, or it may have been when we were just, like, after recording, we were all talking on Skype or something, how um, when he's looking for games now, it's like, what's more, I guess, bang for your buck? Like, are you going to get this you know amount of content that's going to be able to keep him busy for like two or three months till he's able to you know purchase his next game when he's not buying like diapers and say, whatever the fuck a kid needs to survive i guess that brings food. to our next topic about why kids ruin games oh shit <laughs> they ruin games because they take all your money and time and all your attention and your heart away from them. then you can't play games how do you guys interpret that more bang for your buck kind of expression like in gaming as a consumer Mm-hmm. Uh, po- what is your interpretation of that? Pokemon, gold, silver, and crystal. Very good example of a lot bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. A bang for your buck. Or like, what is that? Is it is it content? Is it con- yeah? Like, what is it? The value for your like you know what did you get for your the money that you spent? Like was yeah. it a lot? Was it can you justify it? Kind of thing. Does it? How long is it entertaining you for? I guess the, how yeah. the quality of the entertainment and the quantity of the entertainment together. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just having a long time of it not being fun, it's not a great bang for your buck. But if you're mm-hmm. having fun for over an arbitrary number, let's say thirty hours, 
uh, that and you paid oh well, I don't know what do you what do you put it down to if I had let's say a thirty dollar thirty what would you pay for an hour's entertainment you go to the movies for what fifteen bucks for a shitty three D movie and you have mm-hmm. two hours so that's like what eight dollars an hour so if you can get a game you, you spend <laughs> thirty bucks for but play for a hundred hours and enjoy it then that's a good mm-hmm. bang for your buck. Oh, I don't know, guys. This, this is a rabbit hole of ideas. It is. Because you could say that freemium games have much more value. Well, it depends most freemium games are... Uh, you, you, can, you can play them without spending any money or mm-hmm. very little money. And because of the way they're made, because they're, they're made to have basically loops, a bunch of loops, you can get potentially an infinite amount of hours, right? Not, not an infinite, but really really high amount of hours mm-hmm. compared to uh non-freemium experience but then again like if you don't enjoy that kind of that kind of thing and if you depends on your focus right that's why i don't know it's, it's so hard to to define that thing about more bang for your buck because if it's just content like i don't know about that well i'm glad you said that because I, my first initial well, as you're talking i wanted to say well you know it's, we're talking about game uh i know you're talking about freemium games that would have been the joke but Let's be real here. I've met people who have played freemium games, big freemium games that I don't understand. And they, they're they like, I spent hours and hours in this and then I bought some of this stuff and I love it. It was so yep. much fun. I don't, I literally, I literally do not understand, but I can tell that they're happy and they like it. Uh, so they're getting good bang for their buck. Lots of hours, lots of fun. Bang mm-hmm. for your buck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, for example, I think that in that regard, if, if you are a gamer on a budget, yeah. Your best bet is to go uh, indie, PC, mobile, right? And when I was a student, uh, there wasn't really a mobile scene. So I was in a lot into freeware, shareware, okay. um, emulation, PC, uh, and indie games. That, that's, that's, oh, emulating. That, that's, that's the best yeah, bang for your buck right there. Uh, yep. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> emulating it always comes with an asterisk. I, I was just mentioning what I was doing, yeah. but outside of emulation, nope. uh, I, I was doing a lot of indie games. A lot of P- it's PC where it's at. I got to challenge really. you on that, my friend. Uh, up until up until when do, digital game digital ruins games, uh, you buy used games, yard sales, uh, pawn shops, uh, used game title section. There's there's a good bang for your buck. You wait a couple months, you get the game. A fraction of the price, and you're you're playing all day long. Because I used to be poor, but I still played a lot of games. Also, like collections, like you know, um, Mass Effect collection came out. Oh yeah, that's uh, a good bang for collection, your buck. Collection, Res- Resident Evil collection. Yes. I think the first three Crash Bandicoots came out again yes. recently. For... No, but you're still you're still spending money. Yeah, I will... you the, are, the but you're is, getting the thing. Is, the thing is not spending money. I mean, that's no, right. uh, well, certain... so if you have a PC, and that is that is the investment, right? But if you have a PC. Then from there on, you can play for free. It's not bang for your buck anymore. Most of the stuff. No buck. It's just bang. No, no, no. The, the, the money spent is on the platform, yeah. right? Because if you want to go like the the retro solution, retro is retro is expensive, right? Because oh, yeah. If, if you want to get like like good deals, you have to like have a nice setup. You have to have a place to put all your stuff. Then you have to have, depending on what type of console, you might need a different type of either a TV or some hookups to to set up all that stuff <laughs> and then you need to spend the money you know hey, and oh, that is that, that that is expensive what is today's topic oh we kind of covered actually pretty much a lot of it i think we did right but only for my <laughs> yeah it was consumers BB, and bb consumer culture yeah bbc that's what it feels like uh no it, it's all i i would i really can't wait to see uh if Latino lawyer and uh Derek comment on the and maybe Pam she comments stuff too. I'm really looking forward to seeing how people. We've had a lot of. Heavy, I don't say heavier, kind of heavier, top, deeper topic. I could see people um, disagreeing a lot and agreeing a lot with what we've said today. But that's not all. That's not road, a bold stance you've taken. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I was I was thinking about it. We are not like an established media source or not. news news outlet or anything like that. If anyone is listening to us, and this is episode, what, 135, and we do have some people that listen to us, they, they don't come for the news, they don't come for... They come, I guess, I guess, and I'm, I might be too presumptuous, but I, I'm guessing they come to 
listen to us, right? So our unique voices. All views so, of the BB crew are expressed solely by the individuals of the BB crew, uh, and and are, no one else is responsible for what we say. That's my decision. Exactly. So you can agree or disagree with us, but that's disagree. our that 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 is what we think. I mean, we disagree with be with each other too, too. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly, we're 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 a, a, a fucking mess of a show. We don't. <laughs> with each other, we go on We're a real shit show. We argue no, to uh, our 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 hosts on their website. We should be nicer. <laughs> we should be nicer to Cobb. I mean, he puts up the whole Cartridge Club site. I, you you know who puts I the don't C think we Cartridge nice Club? Cobb. Cobb's Cartridge Club. CCC. Uh, that's I the real. I don't know if that's right. Nice but... to, you know, I think Cartridge Club should be nicer to Cobb, who who hosts the entire thing. People don't respect them. It's, it's sad. So here's the thought. <laughs> okay. Right? We're talking about gamers and and as consumers, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm more consumer than anything else. We, we were talking earlier about how being developers mm-hmm. have affected us as gamers. But there's also another side of this, which is how has, has development affected me as a consumer? Right, and yeah. th- that might be the one thing that that has changed the most. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, we were talking about Undertale, mm-hmm. and when I listen to a story about a game that has made it, right? Mm-hmm. Because when I played Undertale, I wasn't an early adopter at all. I played it because it was super popular, because it was exploding on the internet. And then I was like, "Well, who made this game?" That kind of like the first thing that I do when I when I know about a game that is becoming popular, mm-hmm. and then it says like studio or developer it says Toby Fox. That is the biggest incentive that I can get as a consumer right now. Mm-hmm. Like w- when Shelley brought Thomas was alone, and again he was made by was the one Mike? dude Biffle. Was it? I don't know. Biffle. I, don't Biffle? Remember. I, don't I can't remember. Anyway, it was it was the one guy, yeah. right? And and yes, he had help. Yeah, he had yeah. he paid some guy to do the the voiceover and some other guy to make the music. But still, everybody in the game. Yeah, but still, I mean, <laughs> you know how hard it is to make a game by yourself. Yeah. Anyway, um, you have to give give a chance to those guys, man, yeah, because that is that is what where innovation comes in. And even if it's not the one guy, if it's if it's an indie developer, um, you gotta give it a chance. Like, wh- what are gamer consumers? asking for they're asking for stuff that they they already know they're not gonna ask for minecraft like who in the, who, who what consumer in their right mind would ask will say my dream product that i would like to spend my money on is minecraft is undertale is thomas was alone is her story is any game out there that has a lot of artistic integrity Right, and I'm not saying that AAA games don't do not because, for example, Breath of the Wild is a fantastic game, and I love it, and I think it's one of the best games of all time. And you know how I feel about the game, okay? What I'm saying is that whenever there's some brave people, you know, making games, mostly because they want to express a certain idea, because they want to pay homage to whatever thing they like, you gotta give it a chance as a consumer, and sometimes consumers. Um, are not there to support some of these ideas and and I'm so glad that the indie scene has has grown so much because they want to express something more artistic that sometimes uh, that innovation comes from lateral thinking rather than trying to push the, the technological boundaries which is sometimes what AAA developers can give you no one else can give you because they have the money to spend on you know R&D and stuff big graphical yeah exactly I like indie games I like I prefer, uh, mo- I prefer bigger games. I think uh, I wouldn't say we're the opposite, but uh, I do because I do like a good indie game. But I also like, I really love big games. I love the established games. I love Nintendo, and obviously I know you do too. But I love Square and and Sony and all those other developers. And I think that pushing technology forward is a lot of fun. Uh, one of the things I like about this Yakuza game is the real life depiction of that area it takes place in. It looks great. It's down to the down to the very small detail that that would not be done in most indie. But at the same time, I love Undertale. I thought it was one of my favorite games of that year, and it's certainly my top 100. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. I like all of it. It just if the game is good, that's all I really care about. And and I love mm-hmm. games for different reasons. And as a consumer, if I buy a game that I have a significant amount of fun with, then I and and long as it's not an unreasonable price, 
then I'm happy. And mm-hmm. the way I treat games now versus as a kid is different now. It's because, you know, time is less of a commodity that I had when I was younger. So shorter games actually appeal more to me, way more than I ever did. As a kid, I got like three games a year and I wanted them to last at least 60, mm-hmm. 70 hours or more. Uh, and they did because I would, that's all I could play. But, you know, <laughs> nowadays I like, all right, a game's over 30 hours. Well, that's pushing it. Do I even, is it worth me investing 105 hours, which is the case of Persona? Mm-hmm. And in that case, yes, but usually it's a no. Um, the point about when you're a kid and only having like a few games yeah. too, like if you, you know, when I know Rob and I anyway, kind of have a similar kind of growing up thing where our families weren't entirely like, you know, they weren't super rich, you know, we made enough to get by and stuff. <laughs> and if it like, you know, games were, you know, you got a few a year. And yeah. if everyone remembers the, the BB 100 story of my sister and I, uh, <laughs> you know, using Barbies to, to stretch the life of, agree enough time so we had you know just more uh i don't know just ways to to make the game last longer where we could still be entertained with it and if that meant like you know my sister using her barbie to uh to to, to help link escape the gerudo fortress when he gets caught then that's fine like yeah, it's good barbie. it's barbie's helpful. yeah she's more helpful back then yeah well she got careers anyway. though, so she doesn't have time to she help got- link <laughs> get out of the crew before no maybe that was uh maybe that barbie specifically her title was help link escape barbie i don't from know from gruda for fortress from from fortress yeah, yeah exactly yeah, that's her yeah. full name she looks great that's the only reason why we bought that barbie was because of that it was, so it, was a, it. it was a tie-in from nintendo please yeah <laughs> they, get, they really wanted to get the girls playing Man, so instead of putting in like, stuff, characters they just throw in that barbie if they started doing tie-ins with like barbie and shit like right now with like nintendo that'd be so cool pokemon trainer barbie would you? There you go. Would you? Would I buy one? I guess is the real question because I love Pokemon. Would I buy a Pokemon? Would you? No. Okay, let's go. Dragon Ball. I Z, wouldn't heartbeat. Dragon Ball Z Barbie. Would I? I think I would then. I'd have more of a curiosity. There you go. Like she comes, <laughs> she comes dressed up like Bulma and has a bunch of Dragon Balls. Maybe Ken. Ken yep. has a, a a Goku style uh, Gion, and uh, that's all the only characters I know. Skipper. Skipper's bald, and she looks like a monk. She's like Krillin. Skip, Skipper's <laughs> a character, right? Skipper's also useless. No I'm kidding. Well, yeah, of course uh, they're all useless. They're bar- they're toys. But uh, yeah. but Skipper is a character. Did I do it? Did, uh, right? I think it's her little sister, yes. if right. I'm not mistaken. Right on. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that she would be Krillin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that Barbie was the first Toys to Life game before Skylanders and uh, Amiibos and stuff. It was you and your sister playing Barbie on with the. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, we um. You started that. I think we also made a comment about like. Reggie listening in on us, oh, he my sister and I, when we're, yeah. I want to touch on something, which is that perception of quality in the perception of, you know, when people say that games are art, right? Yes. Somewhat. And Aren't or are? Art. What? The games as art. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. And I think it is going to be controversial. I know. Oh, boy. As with anything, if you have a better education... And I don't mean a, uh, academical education, but, you know, concepts and stuff like that. But sometimes people just don't take that step, right? And then just go by this very intuitive notion that if something looks pretty, then it must be art. And sure enough, that is part of it. The aesthetic value of anything, it's a really important chunk of what is available in art, which is, you know, the perception of beauty. But in games, I noticed that just because a game looks pretty and because it has these really nice cutscenes or really nice graphics or whatever, then it's always so artistic. And it goes back to our Undertale conversation. But in games, there's there's this craftsmanship that goes into the development of, of mechanics that sometimes gets overlooked. I don't know if you guys agree, but, you know, I, I do mention this a lot. You have to analyze, like, it, yes, it looks pretty, but is it... Is it meaningful enough? Is it conveying something along with the mechanics and how it, how how does it make you feel? How does a game mm-hmm. um, uses mechanics as a form to transmit the ideas all, that also the narrative, the just the traditional narrative is trying to convey? Because if you're playing a game and it's kind of mindless, and then you mm-hmm. are waiting for the next cutscene to happen, and you just just judge the game's artistic value on the cutscenes, then there's something missing, right? Because there's something that needs to be done in the game 
in order to make it an integral mm-hmm. kind of experience, like how it feels, how it how how it makes you feel. It remember when I was talking about how Thomas was brothers. Alone. Oh, okay, never mind. I had another thing that you had mentioned about Thomas was alone, but you can go ahead on brothers. Yeah, in brothers, you know, just the control scheme of mm-hmm. handling one brother with one stick and and the other with the other, it makes that that experience come together in a way that it opens up your mind, right? It it makes you more receptive to the actual narrative of the game instead of just being, you know, shown a bunch of stuff. You actually get to experience. And Tomos was alone. I, I also went to a lot of detail. And so I just wanted to mention, you know, that sometimes sometimes we need to to go a, a little bit deeper as as consumers, you know, and 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 trying to ask from our from our products or from because we we vote with our money. So if something is very successful, if something sells a lot, chances are that something very similar is coming behind it. And if we are more informed, and especially because the the gamer population is is it's only going to become older and older and older, because I don't think that ever again children are gonna be like the main target for video games because as i said right now i think the average age for gamers are it's it's over 30 oh yeah um <laughs> too bad shelby suck on that what's going to happen in 20 years like what kind of games are we going to see it's very interesting Old like are we going to see ga- yeah exactly like games that, but 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 <laughs> that is not bad that is not bad because um remember when we were kids and and, and you will watch a cartoon like a disney movie or a saturday cartoon or whatever and you will enjoy it at a certain level and then you watch it later when you're older and then you notice certain stuff mm-hmm. you know that it, if, if something is it, a children can enjoy doesn't mean that it's just like super ho- hollow and and stupid like the same the same goes with animation here in the west because animation is pretty much seen as a as a dumb thing for kids you know what i mean well you but in the in the east Especially in Japan, it's not right. Mm-hmm. Like the highest grossing movies in Japan, as far as I'm concerned, are, are Ghibli movies. So, and that is because that is not because children are are filling up the theaters. It's because the, their lunch money, a big chunk of that. the population, <laughs> are spending their money on that art form. So, yeah, I don't know. It seems to me like I'm just ranting because. <laughs> It's okay. Oh, for for the sake of ranting. Anyway, I'm done. I'm sitting in a, a, a really weird position where my uh, legs are on a one of those cubicle things where you put stuff in, and my back is on the bottom of the chair, so my butt's in the air, and my cat is on my chest, so I can't move. So I'm in a really weird position, but he's super cute. I just wanted to share. My cat, Mog, also named from the video game. Uh, I think we covered a lot of stuff today. Yeah. I think, I think we're probably good. Are we good? Hey, listener. Hey, you. Yeah. Did you uh, learn anything? Do you have anything? Any disagreements? Uh, Feel free to start a thread in our forum because it'll probably happen before one of us gets around to it. And by one of us, it really has to be me because no one else will do it. So, Left's not doing it. We were were doing it for the longest time at all. It was always somebody from the Cartridge Club that was doing it for us. Great people, those Cartridge Club. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, are we clubbers. talking about them again? Are we allowed well, to Well, I like talk the cartridge clubbers. Those who are part of the car- cartridge club. Uh, Sounds like seal clubbing. Who, I know. Uh, Sorry. Shout out to Derek. Uh, two dorks. Uh, I'm officially plugging, plugging them right now. Uh, they're great. But the cartridge club uh, is owned by Cobb, P1, and P1, who are basically the same people. <laughs> uh, they... Their band for the show still, still band. Oh, always have been. Nothing's changed. I don't talk about that. P two is fine to talk about though, right? Yeah, because I feel bad for him. Oh <laughs> He's giving up his gaming identity and his identity as a human being for his child. He, he, he as a parent. That's a big sacrifice. That's man. what parents do. They have a kid and then they become that child for eighteen years. Everything is about the baby. I can't go out because I got a baby. That's my impression of everybody I know who has a baby. Okay. Pretty good, right? Yeah. Not great, but I'm kidding. Most of uh, a little bit. So anyway, yep. Uh, Club.org is uh, our website, our, our podcast there, as well as many other amazing podcasts. Flock of nerds. Um, and all the other, well, 
do oh Q Dogs. <laughs> and the Q Dog House is not a podcast. It's a video. I like this thing. And yeah. Oh, what the hell was I saying? Thanks for listening. Uh, this is Rob. And Shelby. And Seiji. Yeah.